Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz, where you and I go on a journey of discovering this exciting music. I'm Larry Sademan, coming from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Thanks to Peterborough Independent Podcasters for hosting this podcast, Discovering Jazz. This week, five more songs with what I hope you will find have interesting stories behind them. And even if the stories aren't that interesting, the songs and the performances of the tunes definitely will be. I'll start with a tune that is amazing in every way, harmonically, melodically, structurally, and lyrically. What is so hard to believe is that Billy Strayhorn wrote it when he was a teenager, having been heard singing parts of it when he was 17 or 18 in 1933. The first official release from 1949, the label on the Capitol 78 RPM recording says it's by King Cole and his trio. It's actually a solo vocal by Nat King Cole with orchestration by Pete Rugolo. It's Lush Life. I used to visit all the very gay places, those come what may places, where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life to get the feel of life from jazz and cocktails. The girls I knew had sad and sullen gray faces with distant gay traces that used to be there. You could see where they'd been washed away by too many through the day. Twelve o'clock tales. Then you came along with your siren of song to tempt me to madness. I thought for a while that your poignant smile was tinged with the sadness of a great love for me. Ah, yes, I was wrong. Again, I was wrong. Life is lonely again, and only last year, everything seems so sure. Now life is awful again A trough full of hearts Could only be a bore A week in Paris Will ease a bite of it All I care is to smile In spite of it I'll forget you, I will While yet you are still Burning inside my brain Romance is much Strifling those who strive I'll live a lush life In some small dive 
and there I'll be where I'll rot with the rest of those who lives are lonely too. Well, that was the first commercially available version. It wasn't the first time the tune was recorded. A year before, it was performed and recorded at a Carnegie Hall concert, November 13, 1948, by a singer named Kay Davis with the composer Billy Strayhorn on piano. Here's a bit of that recording. I used to visit all the very gay places, those come what may places, where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life to get the feel of life from jazz and One thing about Lush Life that makes it very different from other jazz compositions is that it is almost always done as a vocal. And the verse to the song is never omitted, probably because it's such a powerful verse. There are also some unique aspects to the lyrics, which I'll talk about shortly. One reason it isn't as popular as an instrumental might be due to the fact that the construction of the song is so intricate and so perfect that there isn't that much room for improvisation. That being said, there are a few instrumental versions out there. Here's one from a 2020 album by the Xavier Thollard Trio from France. It does make an attempt to do some reharmonization. The album is even called Recomposition. Here they are doing Lush Life. Thank you. 
Lush Life. The Xavier Thaller Trio with Thaller on piano, Matthias Sande on bass, and Simon Bernier drums. Talking more about Lush Life, that sense of isolation that is described in the lyrics, ending with, I'll live a lush life in some small dive, and there I'll be while I rot with the rest of those whose lives are lonely too. You wonder how much of that song reflected Billy Strayhorn's own loneliness as a result of being gay in 1933, as well as being black. In fact, that opening line of the intro is... I used to visit all the very gay places. Yes, I know that gay had a very different meaning then, but could there be a double meaning there? Gay was a word used to depict immorality and prostitution as early as the 14th century. Well into the mid-20th century, a middle-aged bachelor could be described as gay, indicating that he was unattached and therefore free, without any implication of homosexuality. It wasn't until the 1960s that the word transitioned from referring to being carefree to one that described homosexuality. Yet, as early as 1922, a book by poet Gertrude Stein used the word to depict a homosexual relationship. So Billy Strayhorn may well have been aware of that use of the word when he used it at the beginning of Lush Life, beginning the song with, I used to visit all the very gay places. I'm going to play one more vocal version of this tune. This is from a singer from Prince Edward Island here in Canada and somebody who has run in the federal election as a Green Party candidate, a lovely person who I met when we both lived in the Yukon. Her name is Teresa Doyle. Backing her is the late pianist Doug Riley, the founder of the group Dr. Music. This is from a 2004 album called Summerfly. Teresa Doyle and Doug Riley. Oh 
Teresa Doyle and Doug Riley, Billy Strayhorn's Lush Life. The next tune is a Wayne Shorter composition called Anna Maria. There's a lot of sadness in this composition that jazz pianist and teacher and author of the Journey Through the Real Book series, Ron Drodos, says is his favorite song in that very well-used book of jazz standards. Wayne Shorter wrote it for his wife and recorded it in 1974 for an album called Native Dancer. Anna Maria Shorter, in 1996, died when the flight they were on, TWA Flight 800 to Rome, exploded. She and her niece were initially booked on a flight to Rome on an earlier flight, but they were bumped. Anna Maria Shorter and her niece, uh, Dalila Lucien, the daughter of jazz musician John Lucien, died in that explosion, along with all 230 people aboard the flight. Anna Maria had bought that original flight for her niece as a graduation gift. Here is that original recording of Anna Maria by Wayne Shorter.
Anna Maria by Wayne Shorter with Herbie Hancock on piano, Davey Amaro guitar, Dave McDaniel on bass, and Roberto Silva drums from 1974. Anna Maria Shorter, born and raised in Portugal, had been a fan of jazz and a fan of Wayne Shorter way before she ever met him and ended up sharing a life with him for 26 years. She also hosted get-togethers in their home with some of the most accomplished and famous jazz musicians over those years, so her tragic death ended up being a huge loss to the whole jazz community. Here's a version of Anna Maria by Brazilian pianist and composer Antonio Adolfo from 2016, recorded on an album called Hibrido, From Rio to Wayne Shorter. I guess the hybrid or hybrid comes through in a sense that this Wayne Shorter piece has an Eastern tinge, but it's done in a more Western-style bossa nova. It features Lula Galveo on electronic guitar, a soprano sax solo by Marcello Martins, all complementing Adolfo's piano. Anna Maria.
Wayne Shorter's Anna Maria by Antonio Adolfo. I've started this podcast with two tunes tinged with sadness, so let's get happy. Jazz people play this next tune and always introduce it as a Sonny Rollins tune. Well, it's true that Sonny Rollins did copyright this traditional calypso song in his own name, a very common practice with arrangements of traditional folk songs. The tune was known in Great Britain as the Lincolnshire Poacher, and through the folk process, uh, it emigrated to the Virgin Islands, where it became a nursery rhyme that Sonny Rollins' mother would sing to him. Let's hear the classic Sonny Rollins version of St. Thomas from 1957 with Tommy Flanagan on piano, Doug Watkins bass, and Max Roach drums. Thank you. 
Sonny Rollins, St. Thomas. And interestingly, that traditional melody was released as a jazz tune before Sonny Rollins recorded it. Pianist Randy Weston, whose grandfather was from Jamaica, recorded it a year earlier under the, under the title of Fire Down There. From 1955, an album called Get Happy with Sam Gill on bass and drummer Wilbur Hogan. Fire Down There, Randy Weston. Weston, fire down there, a.k.a. St. Thomas. Let's stay with jazz tunes with traditional roots. St. James Infirmary, which also goes by the title of Gambler's Blues, can be traced back to a traditional British ballad called The Unfortunate Rake, or A Young Man Cut Down in His Prime, and it was about a man who dies of syphilis, This same song is also the root of the cowboy song, The Streets of Laredo, as well as The House of the Rising Sun. 
Louis Armstrong made it famous and became a signature song for the great trombonist and singer Jack Teagarden. Let's hear one of Teagarden's recordings from 1939. Garden. Well, that was a 1939 recording. People continue to record St. James Infirmary. It gets called out in jam sessions. And I found a 2016 recording by somebody from Victoria, B.C., one of Victoria's most popular blues and jazz singers, Maureen Washington. It's from an album of hers called Harvest Moon. Arrangement is by Carol Rossing, who's also on piano, and it uh, has my own jazz combo instructor, Joey Smith, on bass, also playing our Miguelito Valdez on trumpet, 
Andrew Greenwood, tenor sax, and Nick LaRiviere, trombone. St. James Infirmary, Maureen Washington. I went down to St. James Infirmary. I saw my baby laying there. He was stretched right out on a long white table. He was cold, he was sweet, he was bare. a girl like me When I buried him I put him in straight lace shoes A box back suit and a Stetson hat I put a $20 gold piece on his watch chain So the boys would think he died standing St. James Infirmary I saw my baby saw my baby laying there he was stretched right out on a long white table he was cold he was sweet he was bare Find a girl like me. Maureen Washington from Victoria, B.C. Today on Discovering Jazz, another one from my series of songs with interesting stories. Here's an interesting story about the next one. Duke Ellington claims that he composed this song on the spot in order to break up a fight between two women during a gig, with each woman standing on a different side of the pianist as he worked out the song. It was first recorded in 1935. The tune is In a Sentimental Mood. 
I'll play three versions. The original 1935 Ellington recording, one from 1960 by my favorite all-time singer, Gene McDaniels, and the last one, an interesting modern reinterpretation by Sam Jendel. Starting with the original, which features solos by Otto Hardwick on alto sax, Harry Carney on tenor, plus cornetist Rex Stewart and trombonist Lawrence Brown. In a sentimental mood, the Duke Ellington Orchestra from 1935. for a lovely vocal version from 1960, Gene McDaniels with arrangement by Billy May. ¶¶ 
By the way, if you want to learn the pentatonic scale, just hum those first seven notes of In a Sentimental Mood, because that's what it is. Just heard a lovely version of that tune by Gene McDaniels. And now for that modern reinterpretation that I promised you to to conclude the program. This is Los Angeles multi-instrumentalist and producer Sam Jendel, and it's from 2020, an album called Satin Doll. And my name's Larry Sademan, saying bye for now. Tune in next week. (laughs) 